Your style is unorthodox, but effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Black 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 Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Shannon, CG, Lauren, and Mel form the Nerds of Prey, a group of ladies bonded by comics, gaming, film, television, and fandom culture. Hang out with them bi-weekly as they dig into the very things that make them loud and proud nerds. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, check out their Patreon at patreon.com backslash nerds of prey. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero and Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. One, two, one, two. Hey, hey, what is going on? What is happening, people? It's good to be back. Uh, you know, Black Comics Chat, we've, we've been dipping our toes in the water. We've been um, offline for our mid-season break, but um, we, we burst back on the scene with Tony's, uh, you know, New York Comic Con adventures, some of his his um interviews which you can find on our podcast feed right now but tonight we are here um to to talk all about the scorpio number one kickstarter um we got we got john robinson in the house but first as always i'm going to do the uh the black comics chat uh introductions and right now you know holding it down it's myself marcus kwame and we got tony snark the red lion of the crew in the house what up y'all how's it going I just wanted to say happy uh, belated birthday to Marcus. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Hope you had a great one. Yeah, yeah. No, I we had a, it was my my birthday week, man. So it's, it was it was good. It was a good week. Good, good. Yeah. But yeah, man. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, we have returned to the show, man of many names. Uh, you know, fourth wall, Skerritts, uh, and uh, also John Robinson, you know, who's you, you, you've heard him on the show before um, in his capacity as a podcaster, but he's here tonight to speak about his work in comic books and uh, specifically his Kickstarter campaign for um, for Scorpio. So how are you doing tonight, John? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. 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 Cool. Cool. So, yeah, for anyone who didn't catch our last um, episode with you or who just might be new to you, can you, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your origin story and, and, and who you are and your your relationship to comics? Word, word, word. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big comic head in general. So <laughs> origin stories go back to to geez. I don't know the first time I read a comic, but I was I was a kid. <laughs> what's the what's the uh, earliest title you can remember? Even if it wasn't at the beginning, just what's, oldest, what sticks out in your oldest, mind? The oldest comic I remember is X Men. Can't remember the exact number, but they're going against Arcade. They get separated, and uh, uh, yeah, it's the yeah. one where P- uh, Peter becomes a proletarian. Yeah, I remember <laughs> okay, that. Yeah. yeah, that's so. Uh, was that uh, was when who was drawing that? That would have been a. Uh, 
Um, I don't, I'm not sure who was at the time. I remember the, uh, at the time, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know who was writing or drawing these right, things. Yeah, I was reading yeah, too. <laughs> I, think, I, think I feel Claremont. like I can see the issue in my head. I just can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Claremont was writing. Yeah, it was definitely Claremont. Oh yeah, Claremont's definitely writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the artist, I don't want to miscon. I don't want to uh, get the artist wrong. So right, right. <laughs> I have to go back and look it up. But uh, yeah, that's the earliest thing I remember reading. Um, and I was, I was reading straight through. It was actually one of my dads. He had the essential X Men. Uh, the black and whites. Yeah. And uh, I was reading that, and and uh, you know I also remember like the whole Jean Grey thing with you know Jean and Scott, the Dark Phoenix saga. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the Dark Phoenix saga came like right after that or something like that. But I remember reading all that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, X Men. X Men was huge. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Um. But no, in in, in general, like uh. I, I, I was, you know, I've been reading comics forever. Um, X-Men, for some reason, I was reading Spawn as a kid, even though I shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> so I was pretty bad to be reading as a child, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> guess it desensitized me to a lot of things going forward. The, the HBO uh, <laughs> series as well was, was pretty. Did you watch that when you were a kid? Uh, no, I didn't watch that when I was a kid. Um, I remember uh, not being allowed to watch it. I remember my parents mm-hmm. specifically telling me not to. I couldn't watch that. Uh, and I watched it later, and then I remember thinking, like, dang, like, well, the comic was worse, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, well, I, I, I started a blog uh, a few years ago called fourthwall.net, and that's where I, you know, I, I really just started to, to just, you know, I, I had a lot to talk about with comic crap, you know, or nerd geek-related crap in general. Mm. So I uh, started a blog, um, and then I guess it caught some traction, so... You know that expanded into you know I, I got introduced to a whole lot of the comic community that way. Um, met a lot of folks like you guys and you know, uh, uh, you know like other other big groups at the, at the time, Black Girl Nerds, um, and you know some other some other groups that were really big at the time, um, and kind of pull, helped pull me into the community. Um, and then I did the, you know I had the Wakanda Forever podcast, and then later on I helped co-found Do Even Comic Book. Now I'm solely running Do Even Comic Book, um, so I'm doing that, and you know have a lot of community oriented events there, like writers chat, comic book clubs, stuff like that. So a lot of fun stuff. You sound really busy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound really busy. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, um, I know Do You Even Comic Book is is very always very active on Twitter, um, and that's so right now. That's that's mostly you. Uh, now, yeah. Well, well, as far as like. I mean, there's a, there's a team, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so it's not like just me posting everything. So, uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, I recently got a, uh, I got a, a, a guy who is in charge of handling most of the social media stuff. Thank God. Cause I can't do it. I can't keep up. <laughs> so, uh, no, so it's definitely a team, but as far as like the, the founding members, um, there was, there was about five different members. Mm-hmm. Um, but some stuff went down and it basically got passed over, to me to hold the torch. So, um, I'm running everything. Um, it, it really came down to just, uh, just like a whole lot of stuff going on at the same time. We just kind of restructuring, getting things together. Plus I helped, uh, I established a lot of the structure to begin with, you know, like doing the website itself and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh establishing the staff, all of our guidelines, you know, all the, all the little programs and stuff. So it was, it was like, you know, when we restructured everything, it was kind of like uh, just pass it over to me to handle stuff going forward. So that's where we're at now. Cool, cool. 
So I remember the last time that you were on on our show, you um, have mentioned that I, I don't think you were able to get into detail, but I think you mentioned that you were working on um, some comic projects. So I'm assuming that was Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. At the time when I mentioned it there, yeah, that was that was definitely Scorpio. Um, I can't remember what date or what day, how long ago exactly I was on the show last time, but um, it was definitely Scorpio. I don't think I had any other uh, major projects at the time. There may have been some small inklings of something else, but definitely Scorpio. I was working on. Cool and like. Uh, t- you know, this is my favorite type of uh, Kickstarter jump off episode because, um, but, you know, you're already successful. Like what, by the time you come on the air, I, was was it your first right. day that you hit the goal, or was it... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a twenty four. It was less than twenty four hours. Uh, I was kind of blown away. I, I, I couldn't really believe that it funded so fast. I was like, wow. I was like worried about you know making the goal. Yeah. Now I'm worried about. Now I'm worried about keeping it moving past the goal so <laughs> yeah. uh so the, the 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 big the major worry is out is, is gone um yeah. now it's now it's really pushing it beyond is actually really hard because once you're funded and you get a whole lot is you know the, the traction kind of leaves and you gotta you know put them some other work to get people to understand the stretch goals and stuff like that yeah are, are people a lot you have a lot of people that are basically like oh they're good Oh yeah, I've, like people. People have literally said that to me. <laughs> you know, uh, like like a friend said, ah, oh, you know, I, oh man, I was late. I thought I was gonna get on and, and be able to help out. And I'm like, uh, oh, you can still, he can still donate. There's, <laughs> you know, there's there's a uh, there's stretch goals and stuff. He was like, oh yeah, but it's like you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, you know, you, you guys seem like you're good. And that's <laughs> that's, that's kind of a lot terrible. of yeah, kind of a mindset. You know, I mean, but this 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 particular friend isn't familiar with Kickstarter. So, you right, know, right. He, he saw it and he was just kind of like, oh, man, well, you know, but he's, he's still going to jump on because he wants the book itself. You know, um, yeah. there, there's some people that were just supporting because they wanted to support. And then there's some people who like legit wants to read the book. Um, so he's one of the ones that actually want to read the book. Um, but I, I'm trying to express to people that, uh, yeah, Kickstarter has a funding goal. Mm-hmm. But that's usually the minimum of what you need. Like, really, it was below my minimum. <laughs> so, right. so because uh, I was being safe. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's a good point. Because I think, like, for people like us, you know, I do what we do. We're very familiar with, you know, the mechanism of Kickstarter having um, either ran one or, or just participated as a, as a customer. But right. I think there are a lot of people out there. You know, where it's not like because I've had conversations about Kickstarter recently with people who aren't as much in the the comic world. Um, And, yeah, you really do have to kind of break it down how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. I I hope hopefully people are are getting wind of what what the the point of the stretch goals are. But um, I mean, but a dead zone is a dead zone. Like the dead zone sets in inevitably. It's I'm I'm there already, so I'm it's it is what it is. You know. (laughs) Well, let's uh let let's talk about about Scorpio. What's um tell tell us what what the series is about. Or yeah, so basically Scorpio is about uh, twelve relics that are, are empowered by each of the zodiac signs. So people of that particular sign can, uh, you know, wield one of the one of the relics and and gain uh, the abilities that that relic offers. Uh, you know, so it follows like this. Uh, it follows this this CEO of a company. He's about twenty six years old. Um, 
company was passed down family family company called architect um you know he 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 made some major innovative moves uh got the company really really rolling um uh you know really successful made some major strides and you know he's he's living he's living life but he's got this uh he's got the scorpio relic you know kind of hidden away mm-hmm. and um the whole premise is that there's like there's like a like a kind of a secret war that people don't know about like this being waged on earth and um they need this you know both sides of the war needs this relic and you know they found out that he has it <laughs> so you know obviously that's going to cause some major some major uh issues for him going forward so that that's kind of that's kind of like the the very brief breakdown of what it's about um at least how it starts off <laughs> right. cool cool and so this is issue one um is it is this going to be like a long ongoing series or is it is this a limited series yeah right now it's a it's a it's a ongoing there's the i don't have a, a set number in mind mm-hmm. um it's just definitely a long haul um kind of journey now uh I've really been sitting down trying to figure out how I can how I could figure out like the end. But I mean, I've, I've written far beyond, uh, you know, where the Kickstarter is. I'm like, you know, I've written like up to issue five and I'm and I'm uh, like the, the plotting goes out at least into the third arc. You know, so you're talking about at least the double digits. And I'm like trying to figure out like how I can. Like how long like is it is it going to just be an ongoing or or can i will i be able to rein it in uh to a more succinct thing without it you know without it uh without cutting it off too soon you know what i mean right, right. so that's that's kind of the struggle there but hey if it's successful and it could be an ongoing then you know why not tell us about the i mean without giving too much away obviously because the campaign is going on but like right. um you know tell us about the, the the creative process also who who are you collaborating with on the book Right. Um, the the artist is the uh, the pencil and ink artist uh, inker is Caesar Oliveira, um, and the colorist is Viviana Spinelli. Uh, the letter is uh, from a company called Letter Squids, and the cover is by Nopies. Is he, he has only revealed his name to be Nopies. He's from the Netherlands. Okay. <laughs> so you got a, you got an international squad. Uh, yeah, they're like from all over. <laughs> that's that's the nature of the internet these days, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to make connections, and everybody's from like everywhere. But uh, but yeah, it's I mean they're, they're pretty cool people. Uh, I gotta definitely give major shouts out shout outs to uh, Vivi. Uh, that's Viviana, Vivi for short. Uh, she's she's definitely been the most hands on with me as far as collaborating on the project. Um, you know, she's she's the colorist, but. Like she's offered a lot of suggestions, you know, helped me work out a few kinks here and there in the in the in the creative creative process. Uh, she even did the, the Kickstarter video, you know, um, which is actually a pretty nice because she was gonna do the yeah. video anyways. She told me she's gonna do the video, but if you guys hadn't realized, I wasn't gonna launch the Kickstarter until no, November sixteenth, um, but I launched it early. And then I, <laughs> I had decided like three days before the day I launched um, this this past Monday that I was going to launch. And um, I was telling her, you know, don't worry about the video, this, that, and the third. I understand. I, I, I could try to, you know, knock something out. I've done a little bit of video work, you know, as far as like Windows Movie Maker or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can make something happen. And she was like, no, no, I got it. <laughs> so she, 
<laughs> so she like rushed through the video in a day and, and, and wow. killed it. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, mad props to to Vivi. Um, but yeah, the um, the the process itself has been pretty pretty. Uh, it's it's been it's been a long process. Mm. Um, the the communication has been pretty good. You know, talking back and forth. Uh, you know, there's there's some there's some points in time where. You know, people get busy and, you know, there's uh, a, a short times without any emails going back and forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all we all still make sure we're on the same page with the project. Um, but uh, but, yeah, it was it was just me basically uh, creating the script, giving it to the to the uh, artist and then them taking it away, of course, with questions back and forth here and there. You know, obviously, there's been a good reception like what uh what, what what do you attribute that to i was really surprised by the hypeness i mean i expected to i was or i'll say not expect i was hoping people would be excited you know right uh but the, the still the the reception was pretty overwhelming i didn't realize that it would be you know kind of that big you know um uh but i don't know i i found what i, what I found in hindsight and you know just a, a little bit after the project uh launched is that you know people really respond to you know your your interaction and and your and the value you add to the community, especially if you're a, a good, positive, you know, kind of a personable person. Mm. Uh, people respond well to that. So, um, I mean, I guess like I I haven't been like marketing for the comic for the past you know however long I've I've been established in the community, but um, it, it that did its own marketing, you know, naturally. I just naturally being a member of the community and then right. starting communities like New Even Comic Book and um, trying to, you know, trying to, to lead in the most objective, transparent way possible, trying, you know, discussions with people uh, on an individual basis. I mean, it's a lot of it, it is a lot of work, but it's just like the nature of how I am in general. And I guess that had a positive effect. Um, so people were pretty excited about. Uh, about getting involved, you know? Yeah, I, you know, I'm also, I'm very curious about where um, where you got this idea for the story. I find it very fascinating. Um, and I'm not heavily into, like, astrology and stuff like that, but I am a Gemini, so I'm kind of wondering if, like, sure. Geminis are evil, as everyone says they are. Um, <laughs> but how did you really come into this whole idea? I'm very, very interested in it. Yeah, um, believe it or not, I'm not that big into astrology either. <laughs> it, was, it was my wife. She's big she's into it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I actually messed with her a few times, like before the project ever got started. Say, well, you should, you should, you know, first of all, let's talk about my wife real quick. <laughs> my wife doesn't write, right? She's not a, she's not a writer, writer like regularly. Okay. Uh, she doesn't generally sit down like I do and every, you know, whenever I can and try to write story and, you know, bash my head up against a desk trying to figure out how to <laughs> make stuff work. Uh, but whenever she does write, you know, on her rare occasions, it's always good. And I'm like, how do you do that? You don't even practice. You know, so, <laughs> so I'm like, you, like you, you just have like this natural, like, like how, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, um, uh, I, I kept telling her, like, you should like write this story about the Zodiac. You're always talking about it, you know, like give them some abilities or something, you know, make it like, I don't know, Sailor Moon-esque or something, since you like Sailor Moon a lot too. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't do like do something that you like with it. And she's like, ah, I don't really care about writing like that. 
So, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're good. But anyways, it, uh... <laughs> it's like it's like like Jordan being like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna just gonna play baseball over here. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, it kept it kept like I gave I, I kind of said the idea to her offhandedly, but then like it, when I, after I said it, it kind of bored into my brain a little bit, and I'm like, you know, let's maybe I can really dive into it more and figure out you know a way to make this work so i started developing uh a way because zodiac everybody knows the zodiac like you know they've heard of it like right. i don't know if there's anybody who's never like not heard of the zodiac i mean it's possible but you know uh i think everybody has heard of it in some capacity so <clears throat> I, you know with this being a fun thing that people do uh you know with horoscopes or you know studying astrology or whatever um, I thought that it would be cool to like add a supernatural aspect to that, you know, something that people could relate to. So that's what gave me the idea to tackle it that way. And I started actually started with like creating a hard magic system first. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I start with a plot first, you know, but um, this time I, I, I started with because the because the, the Zodiac was the first thing that popped in my mind to even create the story. I, I started with figuring out how that worked. And that's why I came up with the relics. I was like, I didn't really want everybody of a, of a sign to just have powers. Like, right. uh, it's just, like, too messy, you know? So I created 12 relics to where if a person of that sign were to pick up the relic, then they gain the abilities that it, gave, that it, that it offers them. Um, and they become, uh, like, kind of like Silver Surfer is the Galactus, the Herald of that that um, that sign. So, uh, <clears throat> like Scorpio would be the Herald of Scorpio, the guy who holds the, the Sword of Shadows. That's the main uh, Scorpio weapon uh, or relic. Uh, he he would be the Herald of Scorpio. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where that that came from. Uh, basically, a conversation with my wife, and, and then kind of diving deeper into how to expand that. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. It's also interesting that you you said you started with like building the powers. I mean, I I think sometimes it's important to to start world building first before you mm-hmm. really um, start a story. Uh, at least right. that's been my experience. Um, right. Because you could write a story, but I mean, if you don't have the world behind it, it's it's it gets, gets difficult really quickly. Right. Yeah. So with the so with the hard, I call it hard magic system. That's, that's a general term that I use for any whatever the magic base is in that world. So uh, Naruto equals chakra, Full Metal Alchemist equals alchemy. Uh, uh, you know um, what? Uh, uh, Avatar equals earth, fire, air, water. So right. <clears throat> so when I say hard magic system, I mean like so in this case, Scorpio equals you know magic relics. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that I, 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 I didn't define all the powers at first. Um, I defined all of the, I just defined like how they work, like how it worked in general. Uh, I, I thought of the Scorpio one and then said, okay, I got Scorpio. We'll figure out the other ones later, but, um, there's Scorpio. This is how this relic works. Um, and then all the other relics are going to have their own thing, but kind of fall in line with the same rules as far as, you know, the welder has to be of the correct sign, you know? And you know to 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 use it and stuff like that. So it's a relatively simple concept, you know. But I wanted to make sure that I, I established that first, and then also the history behind how the relics got there and all that stuff, you know. Um, like, like there's a 
like there's 12 the, the zodiac themselves are 12 celestial beings and they each created their own weapon and put it down mm-hmm. on earth mm-hmm. you know and they're and they're ancient you know these these weapons are like in this world or you know it's our world but you know it's altered with the zodiac stuff um you know they've helped to to destroy and build empires you know um based on whatever country at the time or whatever nation or 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 whoever had access to that relic um you know because it gave them a supernatural power that nobody else had (laughs) right right but but uh but yeah that's that's kind of how that's that's kind of how i i i came up with that um oh and then and then aside from the powers themselves with working with the zodiac um i was i was thinking a whole lot about how cool it is that these characters have these super diverse personalities you know uh the zodiac kind of lays them out like i said scorpio was this or mysterious etc you know gemini's are you know they say they're two-faced but they have another side <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know what you mean i don't know what you mean <laughs> you know another side that you never knew was there or you know or, or or virgo is you know kind of quiet observant whatever you know so there's all these traits so mm-hmm. i apply these traits to it help it really helps with character building in general because i say okay well this character's a virgo you know she's gonna be like this and then i can think about the traits the virgo add and then help to layer on those traits on top of the you know, just regular character building for any story you would do, you know. So it helps. It kind of gives me a more of a structure to work within. Um, but that coupled, I, I thinking about those diverse traits made me think about the diverse backgrounds. Because, like I said earlier, these relics are all over the world. You know, uh, or they started all over the world. Then they and they've they've raised and, and destroyed kingdoms. So we're talking about like. They could be anywhere. So the people who the, the heralds would be naturally of several different diverse backgrounds. Um, so like I like I like the idea of naturally implementing uh, a lot of different types of uh, people. You know. Awesome. So when you when you wrote when you started writing Scorpio, is it something that you identify with? Is this your astrological sign, or you just picked the best trait? Or at least, in your opinion, the best trait, and run with it. Uh, no, I definitely pick Scorpio because I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, okay. I was just hoping, but Why I didn't. Would you I know, didn't... right? Yeah. Why would you yeah. know? Right. Definitely pick Scorpio because I was Scorpio. I was like, I have to, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, so then, would you say that a lot of the traits for Scorpio are just you, but a little bit more enhanced? Um, well, the, so. Uh, are, do you mean the character himself? The character or? itself and the powers, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So the char- so so Danny Danny or Daniel Shim, that's the main character of the book. Um, uh, he's not really anything like me. <laughs> no, there's there's aspects of him that I can I, I can relate to and identify with on some some certain levels. Like he's um he's sometimes he focuses really hard on his ambitions or whatever, and other things fall to the wayside, and the people have got to kind of. You know, nudge him a little bit and be like, "Hey, man, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you got you gotta, you gotta look at your priorities." And so, a, a lot of uh, thematically, um, a lot of the themes involved kind of priorities, um, uh, humility. Uh, there's a lot of humility in the book that doesn't directly relate to me. Not really. I mean, at some levels, I, I, I understand it, of course, but it's not really me per se. Um, but that's a, a central theme of it. 
is humility. He gets broken down a whole lot and has to climb back up, you know. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there are certain aspects about Danny's character, but he's not, like, he's too... He's not me at all. <laughs> there, there's, like... Try not to... Make sure I don't give away the characters, but there, yeah, yeah. but there's a there's a there's a pretty wide range. Uh, and I actually have fun with it too. Is it's really fun, like, you know, where where was this relic at, and then what, you know, kind of look at the at the history. Where where was it found at, and then what did that mean for that that location back during that time? I did a lot of like historical research on different places, um, and you know, you know what 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 kingdom did this help raise and you know what was established by this and you know that 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 sort of thing i i will give i I'll, I'll give one pretty big hint mm. so um <clears throat> yeah yeah i i i I'll, I'll give that one i'll give that one out <laughs> so one one big mini spoiler kind of a kind of a interesting thing uh one of the relics I won't. I won't say which. That's that's what I'll leave. That's what I'll leave uh, uh, to to for you guys to figure out as you read. But one of the relics is actually uh, is what's called Caliburn, and it's actually the uh, Excalibur of Arthurian legend. Okay. So, wow, that actually plays. I, I play into the. I look at. The, the history of Arthur, and 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 uh, and the in Excalibur itself, and how he pulled it. You know, he pulled the sword out of the stone. You know, you know the legend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in the story, um, what they don't know is that Arthur, um, the reason why he was able to pull it out of the stone, was because he was the first person of that sign to pull it out. The others yeah. that tried weren't of the correct sign. You know, and also because um, because one of the other kind of sort of prerequisites of of using a a particular relic is also uh, having an open mind to uh, believing and understanding the relic on an emotional level. So if I'm a Scorpio and I grab the Sword of Shadows and... um, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm really skeptical. I'm like, it's it's a it's a little it's a hilt. Like it's not. There's no. There's nothing magical about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't believe in stuff like that. Or or I'm I'm generally a very closed off person, right? Like I don't. I just don't allow myself my my mind to expand to the the possibilities of the unknown. Um, if I were to pick that weapon up, kind of thinking like that. I may not get that much of a response. You know, I may hear something. I may feel something. Interesting, you know, um, but I may not be able to to wield it like that, you know. So those people who were going after the uh, the Caliburn in this story, it's another name for Excalibur. Um, <clears throat> they, if they were of you know that sign, then it's possible that they just didn't believe or have the connection uh, or, or, or open mindedness enough to pull it from the stone also so those two things combined is why uh arthur was able to pull it from the stone back then so have some fun little backstories like that in there that's cool cool so you're tying in with obviously you know existing mythology but getting right, to play some, around with it yeah some things yeah yeah 
cool. That's but. very interesting. So does alignment have anything to do with it? Meaning does, does being evil or not evil have anything to do with being able to use any of these relics or does it change the way a relic is sort of used or something to that effect? Um, your alignment doesn't matter. Um, your openness, understanding, and of course the sign itself matters. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a... There's there's people in the book that I haven't really talked about this too much, but there's people in the book called Sirens. Okay? Mm. Uh, sirens are people who can... They can look at a person and tell uh, what sign they are, for example. They're, they're like empaths. They're like really like uh next level empaths right so they're able to 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 look at a person tell what their sign is and how attuned they would be to a particular uh to a particular sign uh, or, or or sorry uh to to using a relic um so for example the main character danny you, you'll find out really quick that danny's kind of he doesn't seem like the ideal person to use <laughs> to use the scorpio relic um and, you know, as the book goes on, some characters are going to be frustrated by that. But one of the sirens, um, uh, Shahida, she's she's going to basically she, she's, she's basically the person that says, look, I can see that that despite what you guys think and despite what he himself might think that he is a, an ideal candidate for, you know, being a role of Scorpio. So there's 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 sirens that who, who can who can see uh that those aspects of of people and they can also kind of tell if people are yeah you can't say they're good or bad but you kind of have a feeling <laughs> you know <laughs> so she can't definitively say that all oh, that person's a criminal or something like that but she can she can get a sirens like her can get a vibe you know so so is there a, a villain in the book? Is there a sort of an overall person that, you know, we're looking at for Scorpio to fight or go against? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and uh, he's also a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> it, it muddles things a lot. Um Man, there's so much to have. Like you make me think about some of the stuff that happens in a, a few issues in, and it's it gets pretty. It's, it's, it, I, I like. I'm, I'm excited for getting the issues out so you guys can see some of the stuff that happens. But yeah, the the, the main villain you won't even see him for uh, to the fourth issue. So <laughs> sit tight. <laughs> uh, the, the the story the story moves forward as it should though. Um, of course. But he but he's like. The first arc is, is issues one through three, and um, they definitely it reveals a lot of stuff. You kind of understand what uh, Zodiac, the organization, um, <laughs> is about. You know what they do. The Zodiac is an organization that actually is supposed to be protecting all the relics and has access. Is supposed to rather have access to all of the heralds. Um, you know to fight against this threat that I haven't mentioned on purpose. <laughs> so uh so yeah yeah we we get a lot of information about that in the first arc but the actual main villain who's uh who's the big guy we won't see until at least issue four i see you got plans wow. you got you got it, it mapped out oh yeah hey, yo fam can y'all hear me now 
Yeah. Oh yeah, we hear you and everything in the background. <laughs> oh, my, oh my bad, that's the wife cooking. So, uh, <laughs> what's going on, man? Yeah, uh, I've been listening. I, I had a couple of questions. If you don't mind, I want to um, interject. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So first is with Cyrus, which you know derives from Greek mythology. Uh, we all know they waited on the uh, on the uh, uh, rocks of the sea, and they kind of lured the sinners to their death. And also, uh, you mentioned humble um, as far as your hero and your protagonist. And that also has a lot of, um, uh, also delves a lot into a lot of Greek mythology. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, did you draw a lot from Greek mythology? Were you a fan of it? Because I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of correlations or a lot of similarities to mm-hmm. what I used to read as a given Greek mythology. Or is that just, am I reading too much into it? Well, Maybe, maybe more or less unconsciously, you know what I mean? Because you know, I, I know, the, I know a lot of the stories. You know, um, some more big than others, but I, you know, th- those are kind of like when you when you read those over time, those are kind of like, uh, you know, baseline stories to to draw to draw thematic anecdotes from. You know, uh, you know, historical thematic anecdotes. You know, lessons and whatnot. Uh, so not directly, like I wasn't really directly studying those things for this. Um, what I was more studying with this were uh, was uh, uh, things things related to uh, Taoism and and uh, Buddhism because of Danny being Chinese American, um, right? And that's not like that's by no means uh, my religious faith, but diving into that. You know, learning what it's all what's all about has been very interesting. You know what I mean? And actually, that is a huge foundation for some of the themes in the book. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, I get that, and, and, and a lot of the terminology, um, you know, has definitely that Asian feel with a lot of the uh, uh, the chakras. But you know, mm-hmm. when I think about the labors of Hercules or or um, some of the other, you know. Um, I guess Demi guys of Greek mythology and listen to you speak. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, this is not very similar, but seems like inspired for that. But then when I think of, you know, um, a lot of the other terminology that you use, um, uh, I, I think of um, some of the, uh, well, you know, some of the uh, uh, Indian um, mm-hmm. inspirations. Right. So I see is I see there's a lot of different. You seem to. Uh, uh, again, you know, everything is, is derived from your personal experience and, and what you're exposed to. But there right. seems to be a lot of inspiration from a lot of different cultures. And, mm-hmm. and when you touched on diversity, um, I don't really see this as, as diverse as a, as a white person would see it as diverse, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all based on your, your POV. Uh, right. But, it, you know, after I said all that, it sounds dope, man. Can't wait to can't wait to hear more about it and read it. Word, word. Yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um yeah, it's really it really comes from some some already personal knowledge. And then as I was as I'm working on the project, I'm studying the stuff, you know, studying about, you know, uh Buddha under the tree and and, and the Bodhi right. tree and you know right. studying about about the, 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 the rivers the river of life and you know, kind of sway you know, letting yourself flow through the river of life and how people live that lifestyle versus people who you know, def- more take more control and define their own decision or define life by its own de- de- ah, define their lives by their own decisions. There we go. <laughs> um, 
you know, and then how his parents may have been um, versus how he is. You know what I mean? And that all ties into kind of the the humility aspect of the story because he has to he he kind of has to learn a lesson about himself and about the way he's choosing to live his life you know uh you know so all that all that plays all that plays into it you know and, and a lot of it circulates around uh the the, the yin yang you know the, the right right the whole uh Really, really, the, the, the Taoist, the Taoist nature of, uh, or, or, the, or the Taoist principles, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, that, that's 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 really what it, what a lot of thematically what I'm thinking about as I write that story, and I keep my mind on that to really keep myself grounded as far as like not getting too far off the left field on <laughs> in theme. Uh, right. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of underlined undertones, but it's been a lot of fun. And it sounds like there's so many layers to it. There's so many different nuances because you mentioned the parents. And mm-hmm. again, a lot of people, you know, their parents uh, makes them the person who they are, where they're trying to be the opposite of their parents, or they're trying mm-hmm. to be like their parents. So you touched right. on that. And I definitely want to see, you know, when the story comes out, where, where that where that angle goes. Because, again, mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, yeah. Most deaf. Most deaf. Amy, his little sister, Amy, I didn't really talk about the characters too much yet. But his little sister Amy, she's 16, um, but she's she's super mature for her age, you know, compared to the the her older brothers, and she's very well grounded in in uh, kind of her, her spirituality, um, whereas Danny distances himself for it. So there's a lot of you know, but they but they're also the the closest two siblings uh, as far as talking on a regular basis uh the other the other sibling markets he's kind of out there trying to you know trying to smoke weed and and be in a band but 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 uh but the but those two are you know they, they're they're opposites but they kind of ride off of each other you know what i mean um so yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of that in there and in, in, in a lot of different perspectives that i try to i try to hit uh, you know, as as um, you were answering Thelonious's question, it, it got me thinking about the fact that obviously you know, I'm not gonna get too deep into the politics, obviously, because we could we would never stop. But um, <laughs> but it just has me thinking about how art also often kind of responds, even if it's unintentionally, to the times that we're in. And um, I just think it's interesting that in this time where essentially you have some destructive forces that are like you know trying to come at everything from a very limited worldview um mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's interesting um seeing a story where like we we mentioned that that zodiac theme kind of allows you to to kind of draw from um like a wide array of of cultural experiences you know myth- mythologies and, and storytelling that mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of kind of dope so there's all these powers and mystical you know you've got these relics they got different abilities and stuff like that but like honestly at the base level it's still it's to me it's about but it's about stories and character development like how how are characters changed by their experiences by where they came from by what they're dealing with you know sure there's a 
you know, a secret war going on and people going after these powerful relics and stuff like that. But what do these people do in those stressful times and how how is what they do influenced by where they came from, you know, mm. um, and what do they and, learn and going it, forward? Well, the, the fun thing about writing these stories to me is that I, I like I like adding something like out of the ordinary into a story, but then like still remembering like you know making sure that in the writing we are well reminded that these are regular people you know <laughs> right right yeah. this is like that's that's the appealing aspect to me that's what's fun to me because when you read i mean when you read a superhero story that's that's why that's also why i don't really write regular superhero stories i mean i, I could of course but there would be a lot of a whole it would be, it would be like very much like spider-man-esque if i did because we're going to need – I need to connect to that character on a level more than them just putting on tights and going to stop a, a mugging. You know what I mean? Um, I, I've, I've got to be able to relate to that character more on that level. So to me, it's more about – it's like, you know, superhero comics back in the day, like, like you know, early, early 60s or whatever um, – you know, they they run into a they run into some trouble. They got to stop the they got to stop the trouble, and then they move on to the next issue where there's a different a different issue that pops up, or the next arc. Later on, it's arcs. Back then, there were single issues, right. but you know, as far as telling a whole story. But um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, yeah, I I I don't really, I mean, there's arcs in my writing, of course, and there's definitely like some things they have to fight against. But I really feel like the the, the driving force of story is how your characters respond to the events that are going on around them. It's about the it's really about the characters. If you if you focus too much on the powers and it just becomes you, 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 there's a there's a disconnect, you know? If I opened up the first issue with if I opened up the first issue with the like this them using the Scorpio relic and doing all this crazy stuff and then here comes somebody with the Virgo and then the, the, the Aries or whoever and they're just like a big fight going on. It looks awesome right. but you don't know what the F is going on or why. <laughs> it's There's a disconnect there. Like, oh, I guess it looks cool but why? Dude, they... I so agree with that. If you can't relate to the characters, the powers don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like, you know, if you want to draw the analogy of a horror movie where they're killing people and you don't care because you don't even know the people you don't like them, right? <laughs> so there's you have nothing vested, you uh-huh. know, in people in the monster killing people that you don't even like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so making sure that you know the character is relatable and that you know they you know they're they're tied in, they're grounded, mm-hmm. uh, and so that you care about what happens to them, yeah. and, and then you care about again their superpowers, right? And how that mm-hmm. relates to the humanity. So, right, right. You know, again, I'm giving you too much props here. I, I'm, I'm about to go. I'm about to go negative. I it's it's well earned. It's well earned. <laughs> all right. I mean, the it's all about it's all about that. And then and then also, um, it's about you know the, the characters are complex. I'm gonna tell you right now, the characters. I try to make complex characters, right? You know, and let's let's be real. Like I'm I'm still learning the process of writing. I'm not like a freaking super like Stephen King or nothing like that, you know, (laughs) you know, uh, but I, I believe that people are complex. Like, and I say that all the time when like in regular life, when, you know, when when people, sometimes people are so quick, especially on the internet to write somebody off because Mm -hmm. they did or said something. And I'm like, ah, I might not like what they did or said, but doesn't mean I'm writing them off. Like people are complex individuals. You know what I'm saying? That's just one part of them. They made a mistake or whatever the case, you know, so it depends on what it is. 
All right, I'm not I want to clarify that. Right, I'm right. Saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying somebody mass murders a bunch of people. That I'm like, oh, well, it's just the aspect of the person. Like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> or, or, or you know, the or the yeah, he was a teenager. On. Come on, let it go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or, or what's going on with the Me Too movement? I, I by no means stand by the the people who are the the, the guys who are getting yeah. who are who are who are coming out and being outed like Harvey Weinstein. We're, we're not yeah. caping for Louis C.K. Exactly, exactly. Like I'm, I'm not saying, oh, well, it's just part of his expert. Like, no, dude. Like he, you, like you screwed up, dude. Like, what the f? <laughs> like, uh, so I'm not saying that. I just want to clarify that. But what I mean is, people are complex, and all their decisions aren't going to be right. I'm gonna tell you right now, the first issue, <laughs> you're not gonna like Danny. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you straight up, the, the main character, you're not gonna like him. Is you know, I mean, you might, but. You're not you're not gonna like him as far as his personality. You might like him as, from a storytelling standpoint, but you're not gonna like him as far as uh, like the kind of person he is. And that's because he has to be somewhere and then grow into something else. Remember that central yeah. thing is humility. Yeah. You know, he's gonna get broken down in this story. I <laughs> I enjoy that in storytelling. You know, where you're you know you 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 leave your your characters with somewhere to to grow to, you know, you're not just jumping in with them fully formed. And so what's interesting about that, if, if you know you're going to start off with this character that, that's, that's not likable, how do you engage your, your readers long enough for them to stay for the journey, right? Right, because it's still so, interesting, is you don't right. like them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because a lot of people will pull it off, right? Because you stay with characters that you don't like just because it's, I mean, I, I don't think anybody probably does it better than from modern day than probably, you know, Shonda Rhimes, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think any of her characters are, are likable, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to have to edit this, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. Speak your truth. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, it's, it's must-see TV because they're just so engaging and interested, and, and it's just so, you. I mean, again, you know, Shonda's at the top of her game, and, and there's a skill level that comes from practicing your craft over and over and over again. And right. so she could pull it off where uh, a lot of people try to introduce an unlikable character, a character that's flawed, and people don't have the patience to stay with it if there's something, if there's not, if there's not something else going on or, or if there's exactly. nothing to keep their interest. So it's, I mean, it's a tightrope. You can go see if you can pull it off. It's a tightrope. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And, and I, oh man, the balance, the balance, man. Going back and forth, trying to balance like how how much should we make them hate this guy? I'm talking to the colorist about it. Like I already wrote the story and stuff like that, but I'm I'm getting a read from her and she's telling me what she thinks. And we're uh, <laughs> and we're like uh, yeah, the balance between between how much you like or dislike him because he's not a completely I'm not, I'm not giving it away, but he's not a completely hateable character. But there's gonna be a major. I'm gonna tell you right now on page eight, you're gonna be like what the <laughs> on page eight. <laughs> You gotta be like, what? <laughs> what is this guy doing? You know, and um, but then on the, but at the same time, there's gonna be aspects to him where you're like, you, you kind of feel like, oh, well, I kind of feel for him though. You know, I kind of feel, okay, but I, I purposely want to make the reader feel like, dang, I don't like that, but dang, I kind of feel him on that. You know, <laughs> you know, that's 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 the whole the whole way of building. And then to help, like you talked about, how do you how do you help support that? Um, uh, Naomi. She's Naomi is the secondary main slash main character, and she helps balance that a whole lot. <laughs> 
I mean, I think when it comes to characters, I, I, I enjoy uh, the complexity of it all. I think that um, the more complex the character, the more believable it is. So even if you dislike a character, if it's it could be because it's so believable or it's like, I can't believe this person's doing it, but I want to see how this ends. You yeah. know, and I want to see how this person ends up, whether, you know, this person ends up killing himself or, or not, or maybe they're, I'm expecting this, this turn of personality or, or what have you. I think the, the more complex, um, the better. And I, I was thinking about this and, and, Thilo brought up Shonda Rhimes, but, you know, I was watching an episode of How to Get Away with Murder, and I, and I thought mm. about one character in particular, and again, not to sort of move it to that, but, you know, I think about, like, Bonnie's character, you know, and I, and I go back and forth of how much I don't like her and how much I actually kind of like her, but, you know, at the end, she's a very complex character, yeah. and I think that those are the characters that I enjoy to write, I enjoy to read, mm-hmm. um, and if you can master that the complexity then you'll be fine. Right, right. It's all about that balance. It's a tough it's a tough thing to yeah. do, but, but and, and and um Tony, you did it with your first book. I mean, that wasn't I mean, again, not the most likable guy, but he was charismatic <laughs> and there's a difference. <laughs> right? So you could be No, no, absolutely. And I and I think and I and I think again, it's one of those things where as a writer, you you have to make that decision. You know what I mean? Like you can read many books where people are are love the main character, but you know after a while I think that kind of gets boring. You know, not to say right. that Peter Parker's boring, but who doesn't like Peter Parker? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, take something that was maybe a character that might be likable and give him some traits or give him or her some traits that are suspect. Right. <laughs> you know, like wow, this person is very successful, but what's this this person doing on the on the other side? And I think for for my my character in in my book was he had some serious decision making abilities when it came to women. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was just like you're good here, but you you really have to question your decision making. And I think that that again it makes it kind of complex. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And. And how many guys can relate to that, right? So, uh, again, uh, just the, the, the art of capturing a, a flawed character and having your reader stay with them uh, is, I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of the sign of a, a true writer that's getting comfortable with this craft. Because yeah. I read a lot of books and not a lot of people are able to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you, when you can do it, I mean, and, and you do it well, I mean, it's, 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 it's the bullseye. It's a hit. Right, it's you know you in a zone, you hitting everything from the three point line. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I could, um, one thing I can't remember if we spoke about it in the green room or at, after we actually went on air, but um, I know we were talking early on about you know the 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 challenge of keeping people engaged um once your campaign is successful especially if it's early on um mm-hmm. and obviously one of those ways in which um people keep people engaged in the kickstarter campaign is through stretch goals um so can you you know tell tell the listeners tell the people out there a little bit about what they can look for with the stretch goals right yeah um <clears throat> yeah so a little bit earlier i mentioned that uh once it, once the campaign is funded uh, it's tough to keep it like the same momentum, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially since there's a natural, there's always a natural dead zone in there, you know, yeah. on Kickstarter. It's just, it's just human nature. There's, it's not even just Kickstarter. It's just, 
how things are, you know? Um, so, you know, uh, if, if you, if you, uh, once you fund, you have to, I have to get people to understand that, okay, that was the minimum, but the stretch goals are, 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 are a means to push it forward beyond. So, um, initially I, I, like when we hit a hundred percent, cause first of all, I didn't know what we were going to hit in the first day. That was like mind blowing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when we, when we hit the hundred percent, I, I, I immediately said, okay, I got to drop, uh, at least one of the things I had, you know, uh, waiting, which is, uh, the, uh, I, I released the commission pledge levels, you know? So, okay. Now you guys have these pledge levels open where you can get commissions. If you, if you guys like art, you know? Um, and then, uh, I started, I, I had, I had milestones set up, but again, I didn't know that it was going to hit the uh, thing so quick. So the milestones got turned into stretch goals. Uh, and um, so what, what I'm working it with right now is about every 500 or so. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to add something to one of the levels so that people will continue to get uh, more value um, from their pledge. So the, the first one, if, if 4,500 was... You know, if you as long as you pledge at the physical level, you get another wallpaper because at, at that level you get the basically you get the book and you get a digital the digital book, and then you get uh, you get a wallpaper. So now you get another wallpaper in addition to that. Uh, you know, uh, by uh, the pinup artist, his name is GV Art. Uh, so yeah, then at the twenty five dollar level, uh, once we hit five thousand, we unlocked the uh, everybody at 25 and plus gets the script, you know, so you get a full PDF of the, of the script. Um, and I was debating whether to do that or, or not at first, but I figured that might be some nice incentive, especially from, uh, for writers, you know, um, yeah. then, uh, where we're currently at is we're, we're, we're trying to get up to the 5,500 goal. Um, so I offered interviews, you know, Basically, I interviewed some industry folks, and I made sure those interviews were very specific uh, as, as, as far as pertaining to the uh, pertaining to writing industry and professional how, how to break into the professional industry and how professional writers uh, work their process. You know, uh, that's that's what I wanted to focus on, as opposed to like like I like I've interviewed. Uh, uh, Brian before Brian Edward Hill before, but this interview, unlike the one from before, is almost solely about writing, and he goes deep. So, uh, right now, I'm you know at the thirty five dollar level, you get in addition to like everything else, you get uh, one of the interviews. Well, um, at the stretch goal, when you, when you unlock the stretch goal of fifty five hundred, uh, there will be an option to get all four of the interviews instead of having, instead of picking one. You know, so it's kind of just like building the value as we go to mm -hmm. get more stuff and then get give people more incentive to to keep pledging towards the project. Right. Um, and then at six thousand, I won't go through all of them, but six thousand is the big one. That's that's where we all, that's where we unlock the variant to uh, to the to the issue one, the variant cover. So there'll be a certain level where everybody who pledged that level or higher will get the variant. And it's sick. <laughs> the variant, the, the variant cover looks sick, man. I, I dig it. So, well, I just noticed uh, a lot of the 
I mean, all the art on the um, Kickstarter page, you, you've got some really, really dope variants on there already. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like really, really, really cool stuff. Yeah, I've got I got a lot of uh, like promo art and pinup art. Right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but this 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 one that hasn't been released yet. It's gonna be the uh, official variant cover. So you'll get that in addition to well, you'll you'll get a whole other issue that's you know with that variant cover in addition to the other. So you'll officially be getting two issues. Um, yeah. So okay, so that that's a lot of reason for everyone listening out there in podcast land to uh to still contribute <laughs> if you haven't and even if you have you know yeah i've definitely upped my uh in the past on on campaigns i've supported up my uh pledge you know so mm-hmm. let's let's keep the keep the support going where yeah yeah it's a it's a tough it's a tough road but hey i'm learning <laughs> it's my first kickstarter i mean it's a pretty good experience to have on your first kickstarter i mean <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're funded now. It's just you know the rest of the work, but that's that's it's positive. I know it's not over right. yet though. So definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many yeah, days exactly. do you have? Uh, you have over is it over thirty days left or? Uh, I, I, it was thirty days when I started, so oh, okay. I have twenty three days left. So about a week has passed. Okay. Yeah. So for that in a week, I'm not I'm not upset at all. <laughs> I just want to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Uh, I think that um. And I did back your project, by the way. So um, I wanted to. I think I may have told you that before. But um, one of the the pledges, and it's all gone. That I think is one of the coolest pledges I've ever seen, is if you pledge a certain amount to appear in the second comic. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was, I, I found that to be just genius, gangsterly genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because what you're really doing is like you're kind of starting the fun for number two, and I think right. that that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Right. And, and, and when you when you pledge at that level, and it's it is already. I was actually thinking about adding two more because the nature of the book allows me to add more folks. Uh, you know, at least at least two more. But um, uh, but yeah, the na- the nature of. I mean, with I'm sorry, with that pledge level, you also auto if you pledged at that level, you also automatically get issue two. That's so, what I'm saying. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so like, yeah, you'll get number two, and then you'll also get like a print of your appearance. Uh, you know, like, not only did I back your first book, but I backed your second book. That's crazy. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then and then people don't have to worry about whether you're going to get it or not because. Yeah. Um, the, the, the issue one is done. Like, I yeah. mean, granted, uh, a, a few, uh, at, at this point, so I say I'm, I'm completely done just for simplicity's sake on the, on the page, but there's really just uh, a couple of more colors, um, pages to be colored and some more lettering and it's, but it's done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's there's no like risk level as far as well, well, will issue two actually happen? Well, you guys are making it happen right now by funding this Kickstarter. Right, so. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I think that's great. Because <clears throat> a lot, a lot, a lot of Kickstarters actually fund for the issue that they're working on, mm-hmm. and yeah. I actually had a, a few other people actually addressed me about that. Like other people have kickstarted, you know, several Kickstarters before, and they go, "Why are you fu-? like?" Some, some people ask me why my goal was so high. First of all, I was like, dude, I'm just a writer, so I got to pay for all that art. Absolutely, That's yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, the comics are expensive, like, but I, yeah. you know that. But I mean, producing them right. is, is ridiculous. 
Yeah. So I, w- I was like, yeah, well, I got to pay for that art first of all. Second of all, uh, <laughs> there's a uh, uh, I- I've got to pay for the for the uh, well, well, they asked me why I was paying. I was doing it for the next issue and why I wasn't doing it for the for the one I'm currently working on. Um, and I was like, well, I put in like all the work from the from the get go to kind of get in advance. You know, like you like you know, you pay your phone bill in advance, and then yeah. when the next bill comes out, it's the next month, so you won't be late. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like <laughs> I'm paying, I'm paying, I paid up in advance to be able to fund the next issue. So that, and I'm hoping that that momentum will be able to help me keep coming out with issues without people worrying about if something's going to happen to it. You know. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate appreciate your uh, your pledging too. Oh no problem. Yeah, I had to, of course. <laughs> yeah, I actually just pledged while we were on there. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't see where. So Tony, what, did you pledge as a guest or did you pledge as a uh, with your name? Uh, I did pledge. I believe I pledged with my name. Okay. Um, I. I think I did it a couple of days ago. Um, oh, there's so many names. So I, I just oh, mine. Yeah, I did one my real name, my my government. <laughs> <laughs> my government name. Yeah, my government. Oh, no, name, okay, so. I see. I see it there. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate that. So, so if you're Tony, if you don't mind me saying what you pledged at. No, 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 I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Tony pledged at twenty five. So that means what the, the the thing that's cool about the the the. Uh, stretch goals and I'm still like this is a fluid project <laughs> I could still add more stuff right? that's the fun thing about it mm. um, and I'm, I'm all and I'm actively always looking for more stuff to add like oh what else can I do can I do this idea or maybe I could do this that's you know within reason and not gonna derail the project completely uh, <laughs> but uh, like the cool thing about it is that now you get uh, oh yeah I forgot uh, 25 you get the uh, you get the, the, the short story uh, yeah. Yeah. So so that's I keep trying to tell people, and I'm not trying to tell them just so they can go to the 25 level. I get it. 25 is a nice sweet spot level, a nice even ground level. But I'm, I keep trying to tell people for real, like the sister's Scorpio short story. It's not a required read, but it's like one of those reads like, you know, it's like if you ever nice. watched Naruto, it's yeah. like it's like the Obito arc with with mm-hmm. with Kakashi. Like it's a filler but like you kind of need to watch that, <laughs> right, 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 right. you know. So that that's the, that's how I feel about about the the sisters little short story because um, it, it focuses on on Naomi and and it really gives a lot of insight into why she's the way that she is. So that's that's a nice level to be at. And then of course because with the stretch go, you now get the script that goes along with that. You know, um, oh, I'm down. I'm down for a script, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So so yeah, it's just and it's just like ever like ever stacking rewards, you know. And just keep on keep on stacking rewards on there for people to you know to get access to. That's that's the fun of it, you know. Well, I can definitely tell you're having fun, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. Um, actually, one uh, other quick question. Um, as far as like, unless you want to leave and. Feel free if you want to just leave this for surprise, being that it's one of the goals. But um, mm-hmm. as far as you know, just being a writer, what is um, you know, there's there's a variety of of script styles that people in you know, which people approach writing comics. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how would you describe your your style of of writing comic scripts? Yeah, uh, definitely full script, uh, definitely because 
the thing is when you're working at indie comics um <clears throat> like as you will be if you if you ever write a comic you're going to be an indie comic you're not going to start off you know <laughs> writing for a big company unless you know somebody's mom who <laughs> who got you in you know what i mean right. like uh <laughs> Uh, or your mom works at Marvel or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> you're probably not going to be able to like start off at a big company, you know. Have so Marvel moms, go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the the full script is important because uh, you have to write for 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 the inevitable, uh, you know, change of artist. Right. You know, your artist might change. Um, because they picked up another project because they're also in the indie world and, you know, they got to pick up projects that might be too bogged down, can't do it for that issue or whatever. Um, so you have to write clearly and concisely for whoever you're writing it to. Right. You know. Right, right. So I definitely do full script. I do, you know, page one. You know, the, the, the first page is, you know, your, your information. You know, it says Scorpion number one by my name, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then it says one. I, I write a one in, in big bold, you know. Beneath that panel one in the description. Now in the description, I might add some a little bit of screenwriter esque things. Uh, the the main screenwriter esque thing I write is um, is a uh, like you know internal shim household um, you know whatever daytime. Right. Uh, I, I'll do that so that the just so that the artist and the right and the colorist knows the colors you know kind of the fill of the room the colors where they are where they're at you know that's that type of thing. Right. Um, and uh, then I'll in, in, in anything that I'm writing in the description in, in, in the first panel, I write hella description because um, I'm establishing to the artist. I kind of I'm really I'm really blase with it or 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 uh, not blase. That's, that's not the correct word. I'm I'm really um, <clears throat> informal mm-hmm. with how I write the because I'm writing to the artist and I want them to understand right. what I'm saying. Um, so I let them know like yo, this is kind of the theme of this book. This is kind of what's going on. This is how the characters feel. This that and the third. This is, how, this is kind of their mind state right now. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll like describe in detail what's going on in that setting. Um, and then I always, I, I will capitalize words that are important. So if I'm writing a script and, you know, say I'm sitting in a room and, uh, it's, you know, say there's a, say Godzilla's approaching, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I have panel two. And it, the, the panel two is focused on, you know, Funko Pop bobbleheads. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. I'm going to make sure that I capitalize Funko Pop bobbleheads shaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that the artist knows that it's important that those bobbleheads are shaking because in that panel, I'm depicting Godzilla's foot stomp or, you know, or a T-Rex's foot stomp or whatever. So that I, that's that's kind of how the, the style that I, I work in. And then, you know, of course, dialogue after every <laughs> description. So... Yeah, as awesome. as an artist, that that style is always really helpful. I know, uh, you know, when Leo and I work on comics, it's it's mm-hmm. definitely very conversational. The uh, like you mentioned, but but descriptive enough for the artist, um, really has a sense of what you want to convey. Exactly. Yeah. And I let them, I let the artists know all the time too that um, like I let them know from like, look, this panel, this this page might have four panels. You know what I'm saying? But if you feel that you could do it in three, or you feel it needs five. Mm. Then and you, and you think you can do it, and your real estate is fine. Then go for it. If you feel that a word bubble, and sometimes it's the letter that does this, but if you feel that a word bubble needs to be in a different panel, right. you know what I'm saying? Go for it. You know, I, this is a. I'm not the freaking uh, super expert in 
space on the page you know what i'm saying you guys are actually doing the visual part so uh yeah if you if you if you feel that something else will work better then definitely go for it as long as the is the idea of what's happening is still getting across cool man yeah it, it is such a collaborative process that um uh i forget who i mean we've spoken to so many people that's such great insights about this stuff but i feel like someone somebody recently was was really speaking about that about the nature of the fact that um you know, it is important for, you know, writers, artists, letters, everyone involved to, you know, know what the non-negotiable stuff might be, but also to trust each other. You know, find that balance of trust. So, I mean, it sounds like you definitely mm -hmm. have that with your team. Yeah, yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Cool, cool. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, that we're, we're pretty much at our time, but I think that... Uh, before we sign off, I just definitely want to implore everyone to um, to definitely check out the campaign. I think once you, everything that we've spoken about is 100% true. You, if you go there, you know, you're going to see see everything. Uh, I think, you know, compelling, you know, concepts and, and the, the art is, is crisp, tight video, you know. And uh, so just, yeah, check out the campaign if you haven't already. Um, and even consider uh, upping your pledge if you if you've already Pledged. absolutely word word yeah i appreciate that yeah yeah I, I try to provide incentives for people to up it if if there's something else that might look cool to you know to get a hold of um you know just even if it's just by a little bit you know like five dollars or something like that you know it's anything that offers uh any, any way that i can offer more value is what i'm hoping to get people to uh up their pledge for you know uh, so yeah cool cool all right. Well, um, where can people find you online? Word. Um, I'm at IV Wall, so I V W A L L, uh, on Twitter. Um, you can find the the, the Kickstarter. The, the Kickstarter itself is at uh, ScorpioComic.com. Um, so you can you can find the Kickstarter there, or you can probably just go to to Kickstarter and search Scorpio. It it should be one of the first things that show up. Um, if not, just look at the comic section or you know ScorpioComic.com if you get it. Um, it's also Scorpio comic on Facebook too. And, uh, if you go to fourthwall.net, that's my same, same deal. Ivy wall, uh, .net, uh, you'll see Scorpio on there as well. So yeah. Um, all those places you should be able to find, find me and the Kickstarter. Uh, also do you even of course, um, where we write reviews and podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, use the use the hashtag. There's a lot of uh, positive conversation that goes on. We're all about positive conversation, even though the name's funny. I know, I know, some people are kind of set up by the name, like do you even comic book. Well, it's 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 meant to be ironic. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, <laughs> and I know sometimes it's, it's kind of hard for people to get that at first. And uh, I've actually like we we've actually thought about name changes a couple of times because of that. But uh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a very inviting, positive community that that kind of makes fun of the do you even thing. And it's like, right. well, yeah, if you if you like this stuff at all, then yes, you do. You do comic book. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely attest to that it's, it's a, uh, a very inviting community, very positive. Yeah, yeah. So, cool, cool. Uh, Tony, where can where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Latin Negro. That's one N. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Latin Negro as well. Um, and you can find my work on Amazon, 
uh, just type in uh, my full name, Anthony Otero, and uh, maybe in for some surprises. Okay. Where I'm going to go to Amazon right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and and, and also, Marcus. Oh, oh sorry. I was, I was going to say also um, they can also find you in um, Puerto Rico Strong. That's that's true. That's true. I'm always like downplaying it. That's <laughs> you <laughs> my bad. Yes, I'm also in uh, one of a very uh, one of a lot of contributing right. uh, artists and writers in Puerto Rico Strong by Lion Forge, uh, and you can pick that up as well on Amazon. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, and you can find me at MarcusQuame.com. Um and yeah, uh got a lot going on which uh we will be yes, you do. speaking about soon. Yes you do. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know that also there's a current uh kind of a mini fun contest on the Zodiac. Okay. Uh or a Zodiac contest on the Kickstarter itself. Um since the last update. If you go in the uh if you go in the on the on the Kickstarter page and just comment with your two favorite zodiac signs. What I'm going to do in about a week's time is I'm going to tally up the votes and whatever sign has the, the highest vote, I'm going to re- I'm going to reveal that character with a little character profile thing. Um, That's you know, awesome. Stuff That's like awesome. that. Because so, so far I've only re- I've only revealed uh, Scorpio. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, like earlier uh, you were asking about Gemini or, and stuff like that. So I'm going to be. Whatever's voted, I don't, I don't know which one's going to be yet, but whatever's voted the highest uh, will will get that character revealed. Right now, wow! Right now it's a tie between Aquarius and Capricorn. <laughs> uh, who cares about them? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie. It's a tie between them. So uh, yeah, uh, I think that uh, yeah, y'all, if y'all want to go in there and vote real quick, and just like all y'all do is comment with your two favorite zodiac signs and i get those votes in um and anybody else who's listening just go to the page uh scorpiocomic.com uh just comment and uh put your two favorite zodiac signs and we'll we'll get those on there cool i'm doing that right now <laughs> like who cares about aquarius <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is like i'm looking at the list and all of them are good reveals like the, <laughs> i can't think of anyone that are like like, uh, well, I guess there's maybe there's one or two that I like more just because, like, the, the overall design. But I mean, like, I don't think any of them are like, I think, I think they're all interesting, you know. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, it should be, it should be a good reveal either way. Cool, man. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I'll get, I'll get my Libra, Libra vote in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But definitely, man. Thank you, John. Um, it's good to have you back on the show. We we also have to have you back for a full episode so we can just just nerd out some, right? You know, but, uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, yes. no doubt. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Black comics. Black comics. Black comics.